Welcome along to the Loftcast. I'm Paul Morrissey from the club's media team. I'm joined today by club ambassador Andy Sinton and my media colleague Andy Watkins. Today we've got to do something that we've not had to do in the last five weeks. Talk about a QPR defeat. We'll be reflecting on the 1-0 loss at Blackburn and looking ahead to this weekend's local derby with Brentford. We'll be joined by defender Jake Bidwell. This is the Loftcast. Since Watto, thanks for joining us. Um, and like I said there in the intro, we haven't had to do this for five weeks, but we've got to reflect on a QPR defeat. Um, it's been a great run, and we'll go on to the reaction from the QPR fans on social media to the Blackburn loss later on. But it has been a great run, and I think people are, are seeing it for what it is, if you like. It was always going to end. It's ended with that narrow loss um, up at Ewood Park after four wins <coughs> and a draw. The 1-0 loss. What were your thoughts since on the game overall? Not a great championship spectacle, I think that's fair to say. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was a poor game all around, actually. Um, you know, from probably a couple of contributory factors to that, you know, the conditions. You know, it was hammering down a rain, swirly sort of wind, mm. couldn't get the ball down. A very fussy referee, never let the game go. You know, I think he booked mass after three and a bit minutes, set the tone, which probably later come back to... There was a lot of niggly fouls yeah. which seemed to prevent the game from, from well, flowing. That's, that's in what I'm any saying, that, that contributed to it not being a great game. But, but from our point of view, I just felt we've been really good in recent weeks. We never really got going uh, as an attacking force, hence very few chances created. On the flip side of that, nor did Blackburn. I think Danny Graham has one in the first 50 seconds of the game. Joe does really well, stands up, makes himself big, makes the save. Other than that, don't recall Joe having a great deal to do, so there was, there was the game, but not a not a great not a great game by any stretch of imagination. The Blackburn press officer during the game turned to me and said, "I thought we were supposed to be two form teams." <laughs> Does sometimes that just happen where, for no rhyme, no reason, you mention the conditions, but you just have games like that? I think Blackburn Tony Mowbray said afterwards. It looked like it was heading for a point and delighted to take the three, but it was a, a poor game. Steve McLaren alluded to it not being a, a great spectacle as well. Is it, there's almost no rhyme or reason to it. It's just a game that just never really gets going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go up there full of optimism the way we're playing. You know, we've been playing really, really well, hence the run. You go to Blackburn, they'll be looking forward to the game. They've got a great home record, you know, so uh, they'll, be, they'll, be, they'll be thinking the same. I saw Tony Mowbray after about 20 minutes, he was almost like exasperated the way Blackburn at one stage couldn't keep the ball. And I say Steve at the same, you know, I think we had a passage of play where we got it, give it away, got it, give it away, put one out of play. It was just that bitty sort of game, so you know what, you get them from time to time. I think it's important when you get those games that you, you just cling on to what you've got, get out of there and... Uh, Keep your run going. Unfortunately, we weren't able to do that. And Watto running our social media channels up at Ewood Park. I think after about 20 minutes, I've seen you preparing the full-time graphic for nil-nil. <laughs> it had that feel to it, didn't it? That <laughs> chances weren't being created. Like Sint said, it was a stop-start game. The referee seemed to be slowing the game up. The conditions were far from ideal. It had a nil-nil feel to it, didn't it? Yeah, it was a very strange game. Um, I think, like Sint said, the Danny Graham had that chance in the first minute and you thought, oh, this could be, you know, what's going to happen here? And then after that, it was a struggle to kind of, to tweet much really because it was just, it was a frustrating game because, particularly in the second half from our point of view, because Blackburn seemed to decide sort of 
in the ascendancy, if there was any ascendancy at all in the first half. But second half, you know, we'd kind of weathered, you know, we'd soaked all the, any sort of pressure they had. Tony and Joel, as they have been the last few weeks, were, were brilliant. And Danny Graham, bar that chance in the first few seconds, didn't really have a sniff. And um, then as the second half went on, you thought, Do you know what, the kind of, I think, you know, I said that the game's there for the taking because it, because it in had the final new, 15 minutes we suddenly started yeah, to create two or three yeah, opportunities and half opportunities that was a frustrating thing I think because you suddenly thought do you know what it's got nil-nil written all over it but if we wanted to you know really go for it we could nick this and it was just the final ball for both teams that you know suddenly the ball would break to us and it was like a three on three and then you know the, the pass would be over hit or it would get caught up in the wind or yeah. you know and, and it was just a yeah, like we said, nil-nil, and then you thought, oh, the only worry is if we suddenly go for it, we get we get caught out of the back, which isn't what happened at all. But it was just a strange, strange game, and then strange travelling back afterwards, thinking how did how did we end up losing that in the end? Uh, probably one of the, the better opportunities we had, aside from Luke Freeman, had that uh, great effort which grazed the post. We didn't realise at the time no. how close it was. Um, also, Naki Wells came close with a, a corner that looked familiar, a routine that we've seen played out before at Loftus Road. Yeah, we, we obviously spent a lot of time on set plays and quite rightly so. They're so important in the modern game. Uh, I think we saw it, or you picked up uh, against Millwall, where Naki comes out of the pack. Uh, the corner sort of dragged behind everyone deliberately uh, for the strike. On that day, Naki doesn't quite hit it the way he'd want, actually, into the ground, but Maskett's a, a little header in front of the goalkeeper. That was against Millwall. The other day, he actually caught it flush, you know, with his left foot. He spanked it, basically. And I think it hits Derek Williams about a yard, whether it's going in or not. There's a lot of bodies, but a well-worked free kick. So, so yeah, that was um, that was one of the, the few chances we had, along with Luke's, you know, spectacular, excellent technique from... 20 yards that grazes the outside of the post. And I think the good thing about our set pieces as well is there is such variety to them. It's all well and good knowing, well, there's this one that they do with <coughs> Naki, but you can't really prepare for that because it's one of a number that, that we, we seem to use. Well, we're using that one uh, against Millwall. Certainly, we haven't used it for the last two yeah. or three games. You know, So you, you're quite right. You don't use them all the time. We've got that near post one where we crowd the goalkeeper. That's for, done for a reason. We, we then start in a cluster at the the edge of the box so there's all sorts of variations you know short little corners you know so that's credit to what goes on there because they can certainly in tight games uh, win your games we're talking about a game the other day again which was decided by a set play you know yeah. um, albeit a penalty but they're so so important in the modern game it's about your delivery when you get them and if you get quality delivery it gives you a chance well that penalty was the deciding factor um, hugely disappointed with three minutes to go and Steve McLaren said afterwards they were never going to score the only way they were going to score was through something like that and it did have that feel like Andy Watkins said a moment ago that Lynch and Leisner and the, the fullbacks as well defended so well Joe Lumley didn't have a great deal to do after the first 60 seconds talk us through Firstly, what you felt on the penalty, you're obviously providing co-commentary for QPR Plus, so you have the, the best view in the house, not only at the time, but also with the, the replays. Well, first of all, coming back to the defending side, I think that was, again, a positive from Saturday's uh, game. You know, we look really, really solid. There's partnerships being formed all over the pitch. You know, that starts at the front. Uh, two centre-backs, again, really defending well, defending their box, winning headers, putting blocks in, aided with the two full-backs and what's in front of them. 
So going back to the penalty here, you know, it's late on in the game. Uh, my thought initially was once Brereton picks the ball up and drives into the box, you've got a problem. Um, you know, he gave for me, there's a slight bit of contact. I think Ben Brereton does quite well. I think he probably initiates it a little bit just by getting across Josh's line, who's then a little bit behind him off balance. It's a little clip of the heel. He goes over and I have to say my first thoughts were with a naked eye and the way the referee had refereed the game, I thought penalty. I saw it back and when he slowed down, there's, there's, there's definitely a little, just a clip of the heel. I think the, the, the strike has been very, very clever in the way he's uh, positioned his body to get that contact. So, uh, yeah, it's frustrating. We'll feel a bit hard done by. But you know what? It happened. Our reaction was quite good afterwards, albeit with three, four minutes ago. You got a putter behind you. No, lo no hard luck stories. Don't dwell on it. Went against us on Saturday. Let's get back on the horse this weekend. And uh, talking about the reaction on social media, one of the comments I saw was, "If that's the only way we concede a goal, then I'm, I'm, I'll take a lot of positives from that. The, the only way we concede is by conceding a penalty." Um, yeah. Andy, obviously, you study the, and watch the social media reaction closely. Um, what was your thoughts on the reaction from the QPR fans to that defeat? Yeah, I think they pretty much say exactly what, what Sintz just said there. They were very measured and I think given the, the run we've been on and the fact that we were well worthy of, of getting a point from Blackburn who have been very strong at home and, as you said, didn't, didn't look like scoring against us whatsoever. Um, I think the fans could see that. I think they... And you know, it's it's one of those that okay, you know, it's a first defeat in, in a while, but you know, it was hard luck, you know, but mm. but the chance to you know go go again this weekend against Brentford and yeah, exactly that, you know, often when you lose and you know fans rightly or wrongly will you know argue this or that, but I think they all unanimously thought you know what well, it wasn't it wasn't a great game, but it wasn't a bad performance and probably deserved the point, which would have been a, a good result, wasn't to be, but. You know the defence certainly did their job, um, and can see how far we've come you know, in, in the last couple of months. And um, no reason to really feel aggrieved, apart from the, the penalty decision, which fans on social media, unsurprisingly, were had more grievance with the, the penalty than the, the defeat itself. Yeah, defensively, we have certainly got a lot, lot stronger in recent weeks and indeed months. Jake Bidwell has been a key part of that. Uh, playing at left-back, doing ever so well. And obviously we take on his former club, Brentford, this weekend. So now's as good a time as any to speak with the Ars defender. Well, Jake, thanks for joining us on the Loftcast. Um, we'll talk about the Blackburn game in a moment. But firstly, as we sit here now looking to review the season, how would you assess it? Um, yeah, obviously... I think anyone would have taken the position we're in now after the first four games. Um, you know, done some great work on the training field. You know, just hard work to get ourselves out of the start we had. Um, and, you know, we don't want to get carried away with that because, like I say, the start we had, we know better than anyone. If you take your eye off the ball, then the league will eat you up pretty quickly. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're pleased with where we are at the moment. But, like I say, we, um, we're looking to... You know, we're not taking our foot off the gas and we want to keep, you know, um, continue to improve. Someone said to me recently, no one gets the hump with a defeat more than Jake Bidwell. That it, it really hurts you, a defeat. I'm sure it hurts everyone in the dressing room, but it really gets you, winds you up, upsets you. How difficult was that early period for you? 
No, it is. It's, it's you know it's horrible, and you know you, you take it home with you. You know it affects everything you're doing in your life. You know you don't just finish training at three o'clock or whatever, and then that's it. You, you go and enjoy yourself the rest of the day. You know it's it's on your mind constantly, um, and everyone you know everyone's coming in working hard, but you you constantly question yourself. You Does know, it lead to that self? Don't yeah, it? no, of yeah. course. You, you know, especially the 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 types of well, especially the West Brom game, the the type of defeat that we suffered. You, you, you sort of question yourself, am I doing the right things? Should I be doing things differently? Um, and but like I say, the only way to, to come out the other side of that is to just get your head down, work hard on a training for pitch, do everything sort of, like I say, there is self-doubt, but you've got to trust in the, in the process, keep, keep doing the right things. And, you know, thankfully we've, we've managed to turn it around. So, um, like I say, we've, we've come, I've, I think as a team, we've come a long way in a short space of time. Um, and that's something we're, we're looking to continue to do. How pleasing has the, the recent form been? I mean, it, it's got to be described as unexpected, having lost the, the first four, to suddenly be the form team of the next 11 games, not the next three or four or five, yeah. over such a sustained period. For someone who gets the hump so much with a defeat, <laughs> you must have been great company after the, uh, during that spell. Yeah, like I say, it, it, does, it makes your whole, whole life more, more enjoyable, really. You, know, you, you feel like you can go and... I don't know. In, in, Show your in, face. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy a meal out of yeah. an evening, or you know, do these little things. Whereas, you know, since we know that if, if you just don't feel like doing them things after after a defeat, you know, it's um, and that's you know that's just the way it is. It's you know part and parcel of the job, I suppose. But um, you know, I'm just delighted for the lads and, and, and the coaching staff to be fair, because obviously they, they and, and the fans really. You know, it involves everyone, and I'm sure that reflects the fans as well. I'm sure they have a much pleasant Saturday evening mm. and Sunday when you know when we've had a positive result so um, like I say we, we just want to continue the process and, and keep it going. Does that run of form at the start does that make the recent run of form and the, the results and the clean sheets and how tight you've been as Eunice does that make it even more pleasing when you've come through what you came through I know it's only four games but you know a, a horrible defeat up in West Brom or horrible last yeah. half an hour and you come back to, to Loftus Road and you want to put that right and we probably should go ahead but you, you, you lose that one 3-0 yeah. so all credit to everyone but does that make it um, I know we've, we haven't done anything yet but does it make it better having come through what you've come through yeah I think so I think it's just um, they say that the types of defeats they were you're going to get criticised from, from all quarters you know when I'm in a car I, I, quite, I listen to talk sport quite a lot and you know there's you know not just, I'm not picking on them, but like people write you off early on. So when that, it, it, when you start hearing that, say after a game you're driving away and a call comes in and yeah. it's after a bad result, do you turn it up or turn it over? Um, just use some select language while I'm in the car to myself. <laughs> um, I like, think if I can come in on that, you know, as an ex-player, you like people say, oh, they don't listen to it, they don't hear it, they don't read it. You do. Mm-hmm. Not but someone will always you're tell you. You're not in this yeah, bubble. Yeah. Someone will always tell you, and you can't get away from. It. And I think sometimes the best way is just what Jake said on the training ground. You get in, you front it up, you roll your sleeves up, and you battle your way through by hook or by crook. That's the way I see it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's and for me, that's the only way I've, I've ever known to do it. You know, there's, cause say there's, there's no getting away from it. There's, you know, the results are there for everyone to see. The performances are there for everyone to see. You know, just front it up, look at it, review it, see what you can do better, and like I say, just get get out on the grass and. and and try and put it right. Um, 
Yeah, did you talk a lot amongst? Sorry, but did you talk a lot amongst yourselves as a group? Because obviously you got your coach, you got your manager, but within that dressing room, did you? Did you say yeah, that? we have we have regular meetings anyway. Um, you know, so you know, split up into units. Um, you know, and, and go through things, write things down, and then and relay it back. You know, sometimes people aren't comfortable standing up and and talking in front of a group. So if you go away in fours and fives, people can write their ideas down, and then and then someone else can relay it back to the group that way to get, get the points across. So. And is that done anonymously? Is it read out one of the lads thinks this or is it right Jake Bidwell said no group that? No, so you, you just get split up into groups and, and then like I say, some, some people find it easier to speak yeah. in front of three or four people than you know, 20 people in, in, in the room. So different people's ideas will be on the sheet and then the sheet will be relayed back. So. It's a great way of giving everyone a voice. Yeah, well, we've got a pretty open, open dressing room. Um, I say we had some pretty brutal meetings early on. Um, I think that's good and that's healthy, you know, to, to get things out in the open as players. Um, I see Joel Lynch the other day, Digney Central partner, you know, because uh, Tony had pushed him when he didn't want to push in to create the gap, you know. I think that's really, really healthy if players are having meetings and. I wouldn't say digging each other out, but you're doing it for the common goal of improving, aren't you? Yeah, and I think everyone everyone can see that now, and the lads get on well, you know, and the managers really try to build a, an atmosphere and a, and a spirit, you know. Every Friday we have a team lunch, everyone's together, no phones, all that sort of stuff, which I think, you know, these, these little things just all add up, and you know, like I say, you've got everyone pulling in the right direction, and like since says, if, if someone, someone is having a go at you, it's because everyone wants it's the not same a thing. thing is it? It's not a. It's not a. Jake doesn't like me. It's yeah. for the common goal of, you know what? Let's get a point or let's get three points on Saturday. Yeah, and I think having had some positive results, I think everyone can accept it now. You know, um, you can see the you can see the rewards from it and how good it does feel when you win a game. Yeah. So if it if it takes someone, you know, rollicking you every now and again, then it's it's all worth it if you come off, off the pitch with three points. I'll tell you what is interesting as well. A few years ago when there was a, a well-known split in the QPR dressing room when we were in the Premier League and there were difficulties, you didn't really see so many rows on the pitch, yet it was known that they didn't get on. Yet here, you see plenty of rows, disagreements taking place on the pitch, and yet you, you can also tell off the pitch there is that closeness. And I suppose the closeness off the pitch enables you to be brutal and honest on the pitch. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I say, you, everyone knows if, if Luke Freeman says something to me, you know, that he says something to me and I might tell him to shut up or whatever and then, you know, that's the end of it. Then I don't, yeah. you, you don't think, you, you don't give it a second thought, that's just the way it is. Um, and I, I think that's the way it is throughout the dressing room now as well. And it's like Sin says, I think that I think it's, I think it's healthy, I think it's good, you know, we're, we're driving each other on rather than just Letting someone get a, get away with making a mistake or mm. you know not saying anything. Um, they say it's it's better to be open and honest. Um, like I say, all these little things, these little one percenters, if you like, are, are all adding up and contributing towards our, our positive results at the moment. But talk to us about the dressing room. Every so often, um, sat if you're sat in the training ground above the dressing room, suddenly you can hear this roar going on downstairs, <laughs> yeah. and it's the the wheel of fortune yeah. that's in action. <laughs> What the is the, the wheel of disfortune? What is the wheel of disfortune? So we we, uh, we got it at the back end of last year. It's just a like a roulette wheel. Um, every time someone gets fined, there's obviously little sections. There's a you know you have to spin the wheel. So you you know on there there's, there's times two, times five, 
<laughs> times two nominate. So obviously, if it lands on that, it doubles up, and it, you get someone else to exactly. Pay your fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a no fine on there. You know, all, plus fifty pound. All these sort of different things. So and not, everyone no, has to be in the dressing room. While yeah, we do. They say we have a, a team lunch um, Friday, and all the fines throughout that week will get saved up for the Friday straight after lunch. We're down in the dressing room, spin the wheel, and. Uh, Normally, when you hear the roar, it's because someone's got time to survive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and those, those little things, I suppose, they're the one percenters as well that you talk about in terms of they just all help to, to create that unity. Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, you know the fines are, are all towards uh, a team social, you know, so it'll be a team meal or, or yeah. whatever. So it's, you know, it's all for a good cause. And it, I say, it's just a bit of fun at the end of the day, which I say it all, it all helps. How much are you enjoying life at QPR right now? This season's been been great for me. Um, obviously, minus the first four games, but yeah. obviously playing in a team that's that's picked up some good results lately always always helps. But um, no, it's I say I'm I'm really enjoying it at the moment um, and enjoying the lads' company. And mm. I can't really say more than that to be honest. Um, got a great group of lads. The staff have come in, put their ideas across, and been great as well. Um, so. You know, it's for me on a personal note, I'm, I'm really enjoying it at the moment. I can't really say more than that. You've obviously looking at the games, and we watch every game, and we we, we commentate. It's, it's very evident that you've done a hell of a lot of work um, on the training ground. Not only as a back four, but you know, you you're you two screening the mid, uh, midfield players, uh, Luke and Pav, and whoever's played out wide right. You know, working their socks up at the defending start at the front. Has there been a real conscious effort? And that's not a negative. Start defending at the front. That allows you to win the ball back higher. But you all look like you all know your jobs. Yeah, no, that, that's that's exactly it. There's 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 clarity, you know, to everything we're doing. Everyone's pulling in the right direction, and everyone knows each other's jobs as well. So, yeah. quite often, as you know, as Luke does, he likes to drift inside. It might break down somewhere, and all of a sudden, I've got Toma or Naki in front of me, mm. and that's just the the unselfishness that we've got at the minute that you know is is massive for us. And I think. Talking tactically, it'll give us a bit more freedom, allowing people to drift into different areas if other people are willing to then sit in their positions for them if it does break down. So, um, I say that the unselfishness has, has definitely made has been a, um, a massive plus. And the team's uh, been quite consistently in that comes with results, doesn't it? Yeah. And I, I'm a great believer, we speak about it quite a lot. You know, if I'm playing alongside you for a period of games, you start forming that understanding that I start to read your game, what's going to happen. Is that the case now with whoever's in front here? Are you playing alongside Lynchy or Jeff Cameron when he sat in the middle of the park? He's done that role where he's been the protector, if you like. Yeah, no, definitely. And you mentioned Jeff's name. He's, he's been great for me because I know, I know he's going to sit in that midfield. He's, he's happy to do that. that you know, he's just happy to do his job, which allows me to a bit more freedom to get forward when, you know, when, when the time's right. Um, like I say, it's just people being unselfish, really, and, and um, sort of, let's say, knowing each other's jobs. It's interesting that you, that you mentioned Jeff Cameron because I think the, the untrained eye would think, oh, Lynch and Leisner would really appreciate Jeff Cameron and not think about the fullbacks. But obviously, that has an impact on you as well, Jeff, being there in that role. Yeah, because like I say, he's, uh, he's a defensive midfield player. And a lot of what he does probably goes unnoticed to many people but mm. so vital you know just filling holes blocking channels 
filling in for someone if he's gone on an overlap, would you? Yeah, no, that, that's exactly it. And uh, like I say, he's, he's happy to happy to do that. He enjoys doing that, and you know, obviously, that's what he's good at. So that's just what I talk about in in terms of the fluidity moving forward. Say, I, I can end up, up up the pitch. Jeff can end up out there. Luke can end up inside. Yeah, and you know. Moving forward, the more fluidity and freedom we've got, like that, I think we'll, we'll, co we'll cause teams more problems. So, um, yeah, it just comes from repetition. Mm. I think you know, and they say consistency, knowing each other's jobs, and, and, and the hard work in, in this league, you know, that can take you a long way. And just a word on Blackburn. Then a, a disappointing result. It's been a while since we've had to say that it, it wasn't a great game. Ultimately, it was decided by one moment. You were very close to that penalty decision. What were your thoughts at the time? Um, I, yeah, I, I didn't think it was, I thought it was soft. I didn't think it was a penalty. Um, I let the lad know that as well. Um, yeah, I didn't I think the ref was great either on, on the day, to be honest. Um, but like I say, we, we've, we've had a good run. We've got to pick ourselves back up again now. Because um, I think at times last year, these defeats could turn into two, three, four defeats. Yeah. Um, and we need to we need to bounce back a bit quicker. Um, was that the feeling in the dressing room on Saturday? Obviously, the goal coming so late. Circumstances of the goal must have been disappointing. But sitting in the dressing room, so today hasn't gone for us. We've come unstuck, but got a massive game next week. Let's get back on. Let's yeah, get obviously, back on. there's frustration at the time. I think, like you say, it wasn't a great game. I think, you know, if we we collect a point, a nil-nil, go away. The run continues. And you know the you know the momentum mm. carries on, but like you say it wasn't to be. But um, that's it. We just need to, like I say, we've reviewed it this morning. Look at things we can do better, um, and then that's it. We need to sort of make sure this one defeat doesn't turn into a run of defeats yeah. and bounce back, bounce back quickly on Saturday. Yeah, and I suppose it's important not to get too downbeat either. While sort of taking the the punch on the nose, if you like, not to get too upset and too carried away by what was one result in 12. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly it. You know, we, it's got to be like that throughout the season. We say we've had a good run. We can't get ahead of ourselves thinking we've cracked it because, like I say, the, the league will eat you up. And it's, <laughs> it's the same, same when you lose a game. You, you, can't, you can't get too down. Um, they say review it from a tactical point of view, see what we could have done better, learn from it and keep adding to what we've been doing. Um, and move forward, and you know, the game on Saturday, no better way, no better game to bounce back in than a London derby. So, yeah, absolutely. We'll turn into that that London derby, Brentford on Saturday. You made more than 200 appearances for them. Is this does this game mean more to you? Um, it, it would be, it obviously it would be nice to beat them. There'd be some familiar faces. To be fair, there's been a big changeover in player, so there's yeah. not too many players that I know there now, but. Um, I think everyone knows these, these derbies are for the fans and we haven't won well, against Brentford in a couple of years so it'll be nice for the fans to you know go into work Monday morning with, with the bragging rights as they say um, so of course I, I would like to win the game but like I say the, these derbies are all, all about the fans really so um, you know we, we want to win it for them But it suits your style as well not that it's your former club but just the whole intensity of a derby the, the feeling of you know when a big tackle goes in it gets the crowd off their feet and it, as much as a goal does that's your cup of tea isn't it? Yeah no definitely um, like I say for the squad there's no better game to bounce mm. back in being at home as well you know if we can make a good start um, 
make a fast start and, and get the crowd on side and get the place rocking, then you know Loftus Road can can be unbelievable when the atmosphere is there. So um, it's up to us as players to, to generate that and um, you know give the fans something to get excited about. Really, so like you say, it could be a tackle, could be an early goal, but uh, you know we've got to get the crowd going early doors and and really use them as a 12th man. Great stuff. Well, thanks for joining us, Jake, and no uh, best of luck on Saturday. Cheers, Good luck, Jake. It's GPRV Brentford on Saturday. Don't forget, tickets are still available. They are on general sale. Book yours by contacting the box office 08444777 or by visiting qpr.co.uk. Brilliant to hear there from Jake Bidwell and certainly the atmosphere within that QPR dressing room seems so, so strong and that's going to be so important. Jeff Cameron spoke about it on the Loftcast last week about just how important having that unity within the dressing room is and interestingly he said that at Stoke it was always very good and then the one year where he noticed it wasn't was the year that they actually dropped out of the top flight. Um, just a word before we go on to preview Brentford this weekend on Don Shanks. Uh, we've been speaking about him in recent weeks, of course, raising money for Stan Bowles, the Alzheimer's Society and the QPR Number 10 Foundation running the New York Marathon. Well, Don took his 66-year-old limbs around 26 miles of the New York streets on Sunday and he did so incredibly since in 4 hours and 11 minutes, which is no mean feat. An incredible achievement. He's now raised across all three causes in excess of £12,000, which is fantastic. And what an incredible effort from Don. Yeah, hats off to Don, you know, for one, <clears throat> putting himself up to do it. All the training he's gone through, the causes he's running for, you know, are very dear to him uh, and a lot of other people. You know, but to do that distance at his age and four hours 11 is, you know, um, is an incredible effort and incredible achievement. So, well done, Don, if you, if you listen and we'll see you when you get back. But uh, now a phenomenal effort. Yeah, great achievement. And you can still donate. Um, if you haven't had the opportunity to do so and would like to do so, uh, just Google Don Shanks Marathon. All the details are right there. For incredible effort. So from everyone at QBR, many congratulations. Don, fine work. OK, on to this weekend. We've heard from Jake Bidwell as he looks ahead to it. QPR against Brentford at Loftus Road. It's probably going to be the highest gate of the season. It's a, a big game for both teams, obviously, but also when you look at the league table, a, a big game as well. Um, since, firstly, from your point of view, you've uh, obviously sat on both sides of the fence for this one, your two former clubs. Um, from Brentford's point of view, they had a, a big and important win last weekend against Millwall. They won 2-0, uh, Thomas Frank's first win uh, since taking over after Dean Smith left for Aston Villa. So that will have given them a lot of confidence and they'll be pleased to almost get that one out of the way to get the first three points before it becomes a, a bigger and bigger issue. Well, they've been on a poor run, I think, um, up until Saturday when they beat Millwall 2-0. Um, don't think they'd won for nine games. Um, you know, lost their manager who's done an incredible job down there. You know, he's the way they've played over a couple of seasons, the identity he's given them. Um, you know, his recruitment policy has been really, really good. So I was probably interested to know how that would affect them when Dean left. It seemingly did affect them because they lost three on the, uh, on the bounce. But you know, they, um, they bounced back with their win. But um, listen, I'm going into Saturday, it's a derby game over the last couple of seasons since, they've, since Brentford have come into our league. They've, they've got a good record over us. You know, the last five games, including one in the cup, I think we've took one point. 
and that was the incredible comeback round about this sort of time last year. The rest of the time, Brentford have um, turned us over, if you like. So it's it's a big game. It's a big game anyway. But you know, derbies add that extra little bit of spice to it. But you know, take Saturday out of the equation. We're in form. We've been on a good run. Let's get in another one. Are, the, are derby games better from a player's point of view? While you didn't play in this particular <coughs> derby, obviously you played in plenty of big, big derbies during your playing career. Are they extra special for the players because the lead up to them, there's more talk around them, there's more um, interest in them. Obviously the atmosphere on the day, you can sense it's there's more to it if you like. Okay, it's three points like every other league fixture, but there is a feeling that it means more to more people. Does that have an impact on players? Because the question often raised from fans is, do the players know how important this game is? Do the players know what this means to us? Well, they should do. Um... And they will do because... How, how do you know? If you don't pick up on it yourself through looking on media outlets, how do you know it's more important? Because the week or the 10 days leading up to it, everyone mentions it. You meet fans <laughs> and they'll talk about, you know, uh, you've got to beat Brentford in a couple of weeks, you know, so it's, it's constantly there. Someone will come out with what I've just said, you know, for the last couple of seasons, we haven't beat them. Mm. You know, so it's... Uh, what did you think of those people when you were a player? And I said, do you know you've not won this game? For six- did you like those people? I'm not a breath, I'll say that. I know. <laughs> and I'm going to try extra hard at the weekend. But, uh, but no, you know, you'll hear players saying, and I've said it, you know, it's the trot out, it's just another game, you know, and it's three points, that's all you're playing for. I get that, but there's a little bit more because the fans have got, there'll be fans in the stadium on Saturday or Monday morning will go to work with a fan of the opposition. Yeah. And, you know, whether that's across the shop floor, whether you're on a building site or, you know, you're a lawyer or whatever you want. So you don't want to be the one paying for the lunch, paying for the lunch <laughs> or on the butt of the, the joke. So um, I used to love Derby games. You know, I think let's get this into perspective, though. It's you, you need to be really, really up for it. You need to understand the importance of it, but not let that overtake you, if that makes sense. Because if you're not playing with your head, you make stupid decisions. You go flying into the tackle. You might leave your, your, your side exposed. So it's, it's important to understand the importance of the game. But you know, still be nice and cool and calm in all that you do. And what about for Jake coming up against his former club? In that respect, when you were in those shoes, it's, it's different again, isn't it? You want to prove something to them, whether you chose to leave or or they chose to move you on, you always want to do well, well, well against your former Jake players. will, what's he been here now? A couple of seasons. He's played in the last couple of seasons. Jake will know he's going to cop some, regardless of what the score is. That's just the nature of the beast sort of thing. But it's not his first. He put it behind him. He's professional enough. He'll just get on with it. He served Brentford brilliantly whilst he was there. He made a career choice. Um, and you know what? I think no matter who you're supporting, Sometimes you have to respect that. Uh, so uh, Jake will be absolutely fine. He'll take it all in his stride. Hopefully, he'll have a great game. He doesn't owe Brentford anything. You know, he, he, it, it, I wouldn't have thought Jake will be doing somersaults if we win the game, but he'll have an inward personal satisfaction should we come out on top. And what? Um, we mentioned Brentford's recent run there, and like Sint says, it actually goes <laughs> before Thomas Frank took over. They, they've got that win now, but it, that was their first win in ten games. So they were having a, a a difficult spell prior to Dean Smith departing and they, they really slipped down the table as a result. Um, after their 2-0 win over Wigan back in September, they were second in the table and just a point off Leeds in top spot. Now they're 13th and nine points off Leeds in top spot. So they have had that difficult spell and like we found, 
whether you run, get a few wins together or a few defeats together, it has a massive impact on where you are in the table. So Brentford will want to continue that now this weekend. And from their point of view, a great opportunity to really get that feel-good factor going if they were able to continue their recent uh, run of results against QPR. Yeah, definitely. Um... I mean, it's yeah, it's quite it's funny how both of the sides' sort of form has changed since the, the start of the season. It's like two completely different seasons. I remember seeing them. I think they played Villa away on Skies earlier in the season. Yeah. Ironically, obviously, where where Dean Smith is now, and and they, I think Villa ended up getting a, a late late equaliser, but Brentford were far and away the, the better team on the it was night. Dean Smith putting his CV. In. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it proved. Um, but yeah, they, you know, obviously at the start of the season they were they were catching everyone's eye with the. The style that we've obviously seen from the last few seasons, not just this season. So you know, it's the same, it's the same players. Um, and as you say, the win at the weekend will no doubt have given them the world of confidence. Like you know, like we saw with us earlier this season. You know, we had the the, the bad start, and we get that that win against Wigan, and it just kickstart the season. And they'll be hoping that that win kickstarts theirs. You know, again, and yeah, I'm sure they'll be. They seem to look forward to to playing QPR. They seem to enjoy it over the past couple of seasons so I'm sure they'll be they'll be looking forward to this one again. In that, in that respect do you think that last week's result for us could actually help us in a bizarre way because we've had a great run yep. and getting a punch on our nose like we did up at Blackburn it just reminds the players if they I'm sure they didn't need reminding but yep. just how difficult the division is and just when you think you, you're really progressing and suddenly bang you, you get a little a little slap and you, it just reminds you blimey we've got to be right on it every single week and it just avoids that temptation for complacency. Yeah definitely I think things have you know you kind of get a little bit carried away as you say perhaps and, and things are going almost too well sometimes and certainly I, I had the feeling that you know along the way you know I think the, the win over the Villa and and there were there were games where things you know certainly go your way and the, the funny thing is when things aren't going your way as we, we found at the start of the season you know decisions or the luck doesn't seem to be with you and when when you're winning games and you're going you're going well those things seem to go for you so um, yeah like Saturday's trip to Blackburn was one of those where, you know, everyone was bitterly disappointed to come away having conceded so late on and to such a sort of, you know, hotly disputed penalty decision that, yeah, like you say, it could, it could be a, a good thing in that the players, it's going to give them that added incentive to, you know, what we enjoyed winning those games, but we can't just rock up at three o'clock and think we're going to win every game and now they think, right, we need to put it in again. And like you say, with the added incentive of being a, a local derby. And since, as we sit here now, we, we don't know what the, the team news will be from the manager ahead of the weekend. But obviously, Jeff Cameron missed out last weekend with a hamstring injury. Um, Tom Mohamed missed out with a, a groin injury. So we'll wait to see on them. They were the only two changes. If Jeff Cameron is fit, do you expect him to go back into the side and, and likewise Tom Mohamed? I would have thought so with Jeff. It might have been a different story if we had gone to Blackburn and won because uh, I've said time and time again, I think selections sometimes are based on what you see and the results you get and the performance you get. Um, you know, we, we spoke to Jeff last week and the facts were, I think, in eight games, he's only been on the losing side once. Um, he's sort of grown into the role and he's been really influential. So I would have thought if he's fit, he would probably come back into the side. That's not at the detriment of anyone. I think he was just in such good form. There's a case for him coming straight back in, you know, but um, come back in the game Saturday. I'm really, really looking forward to it. You know, um, Brentford, I'm going to tempt fate here. Haven't won away all season. Only four points, but they've got some really, really good players. I've just written down three here. Neil Mopai, 11 goals. I think he's the league's top scorer. 
Ollie Watkins, someone I rate really, really highly, you know, with his pace. And Canos, who plays wide, mm. you know, he's, I think he copped a bit from the QTR fans last year about his haircut, but he's a, he's a, he's a good, good player. So he tends to play wide on the yeah, left. Plays so wide on the left. Up against yeah. Angel, Rangel, yeah. is that where that'll, Rangel's experience will be absolutely yeah, crucial? It'll come in, uh, that'll be an intriguing battle, actually. So we talk yeah. about defensively, we've been really, really solid. I think their front three, three uh, front four of Mope, Watkins and Canos, I wouldn't say are as good as anything in the league, but they're a handful. So we're going to have to be on our metal. But you know what? Loftus Road, good atmosphere. We're at home. We're in form. Let's put this mini run that we're, you know, the poor run we've got against Brentford behind us over the last couple of seasons. And I'll back us to get a real positive result and win the game. Fingers crossed you are right, Mr. Sinton. Thanks to you for your time and to you as well, Watto. Thanks for joining us as well and listening. We'll be back next week to reflect on that game against Brentford and to look ahead to our trip up to Stoke. Thanks for listening to The Loftcast. If you can't get to Loftus Road on Saturday and are based overseas, you can watch the game live with QPR Plus for just £5. Full details on qpr.co.uk.